Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, our friends. Welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am your friend, Jeff Cavanaugh. From 97, won the freak in DFW, 2 to 6 p.m. He is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly getting it done. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And we, of course, are brought to you by our friends and yours at Bet Online because life is a little fun when you got a little skin in the game. The holiday season off and rolling, NFL's in full stride, NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. It's Bet Online, your number one destination for all sports wagering info, up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, predictions. Bet Online, the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. They got everything available right at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport played, MMA, international soccer, whatevs. Head to bet online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Hi, Jesse. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How's everyone doing? Good morning. We should say all of those because you never know when someone's going to listen or watch. Never know. Never you know. can get you can of course get believe in the Dallas Cowboys at youtube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh. You can get it wherever in the world you find your podcasts. You can find it everywhere. Cowboys won. It was about what it was supposed to be. Um, Panthers pulled a college football where it was like, yeah, kind of interesting for a while. And then eventually the Cowboys are like, okay, we're done with you. Let's just not do any of that anymore. Um, anything unexpected. You know, like coming into this game, I think um the Cowboys have kind of they're they've been in a very peculiar situation this entire season. Like not too many games where you can say that we've rested starters. Six of the Cowboys games this year, they've rested their starters in the fourth quarter. That's just not that's not normal in the National Football League. That's more of a college type stat. You know, you may get one of these type of games in the season, but the Cowboys have had six. And I think we've kind of gotten a little bit spoiled over the last two weeks playing uh, uh, the t- opponents that we played. And so you come into this game and you go, oh, well, this has to be a 40 to nothing at halftime. Get guys out in the fourth quarter and we get up out of here. And and while that's great and we wanted that and I wanted that because of the stretch that they have to play three games in 12, ga- three games in 12 games, three games in 12 days, the first one being uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers. That's just not realistic. And so I know some people have come out today and they'll go like, well, the Cowboys struggled in the first half against the Panthers and it was kind of a tight game. I'm like, yeah, the reason why the NFL is probably one of the most profitable leagues in the world is because of their parity. It's because that every single week when you turn on the football game, while there are odds and there are favorites and there are teams that are better than the others, you literally have to play every game because the talent level is still so great, even in a sucky team, that if you don't do things right, this ball bounces a certain way, you could be looking. You could be looking in the face of defeat. And I think coming into this game, fans and maybe even the Cowboys having a slow start and not really being able to put their foot on the gas until you know midish, late third quarter, where things kind of you know took their turn and the Cowboys began to pull away a little bit. That's been a little bit of a theme that the Cowboys fans and maybe some of the players have looked up and go, ah, "Sorry, team, we'll blow these guys out, forty burger, fifty burger, and we'll be chilling in the fourth quarter." Yeah, I was watching with a bunch of people, and somebody actually asked me. I think it was 10-3. Well, it was 10-3 for a while, and it was something along the lines of like, oh, man, why why aren't they 
killing them. And I'm like, well, it's a, it's an NFL game. It's a 10 and a half point spread. They're up by seven. It's the first half. I was like, they're going to end up at 30 and they're going to win by double digits. Like they're supposed to. Um, and even if they don't, that's okay too. You don't apologize for wins. And then sure enough, uh, it ends up being a thumping thwacking. Yeah. I, man, I think a lot of people watching sports have a really bad relationship with sports <laughs> and it's just like, man, I'm that sucks that you're never going to enjoy Just watch the sport and have fun. Cause if that's not what you're doing, you're going to end up really sad or mad a lot because you don't yeah. get to win the Super Bowl most of the time, almost ever. Uh, Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes have ruined us. Yeah. Where now yeah. that's the thing. It's like, why aren't we in the Super Bowl every year? Because it's not how it works. That's just how it works for Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. It's not supposed to go that way. Life's hard. Uh, I will say the one thing, do one of these, pat myself on the back. And I don't even know if I said it when I was talking to you, but I know I said it on the radio. Uh, Shout out to you on the Micah being not real happy thing. And then Dan Quinn had to talk about it. And then Micah four days later was like, uh, like none of it ever happened. And I'm like, Oh, there's a guy who's come to work two or three times since then. And Dan Quinn talked to him and was like, yeah. Oh, you did great. Uh, I said, boy, the interior of this Panthers line is bad. Get ready to see Micah lined up in the middle a lot. And at the end of this one, he ain't going to be sad. He'll be happy because he's going to get him a couple. And he got three. I don't know why they gave J Ron curse a half of one of his for getting there late to the party. Um, but I think honestly, I think that's I think that's important just because you want good vibes. You want the most important players feeling good and not walking around like with sadness, even though you won by a hundred. So I thought that was big for Micah Parsons to be a big part of it. And I thought he would be because you were playing a uh, number one overall pick that is not gonna Tommy DeVito it and just quit and never try to throw. When they got behind, you were going to have a chance. You were going to have a good matchup. And boy, howdy, Micah Parsons is a problem. No, he he is a problem. And the way that Dan, that Dan Quinn schemed him up different, schemed up this week was different than he did last week. More so last week, Dan Quinn used Micah Parsons as the setup guy. So it was like, hey, I'm going to use you as the guy that's going to run into this double team. And we're going to free up guys like Doris Armstrong and Neville Gallimore and Fowler and Sam Williams. And Micah didn't take too kind of that. Micah was like, listen, um, I'm not the setup guy. Like, I'm I'm not. Those others, you use those guys to set me up. You know, use those guys as decoy. Don't, don't decoy me in this situation. <laughs> like, let me go ahead and do what I do and do what I do very, very well. But, yeah, absolutely, the Cowboys uh, went out there. And, you know, I heard an interview this morning from uh, – it was a post-game presser from yesterday with, uh, with Frank Wright, and, and it, it was a head-scratcher. Because, and I'm paraphrasing, it was basically, you know, he said that he misjudged his offensive line protection going up against this pass rush. And I thought to myself, well, what the hell were you doing when you turned on the film? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, what, 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 what were you thinking when you, when you watch your guys and then you turn on the film and watch a couple games of the Cowboys this season, especially defensively? What the hell was going through your mind when you thought to yourself that, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I'll be fine. I, I'll be fine with our protections. And, and, and those protections at times led to Michael Parsons having one-on-one um, blocking uh, against centers and guards. And, and that just wasn't I – just, I just thought to myself, that, that could not be a, a logical plan that you went into the game with. Now, I get it. Sometimes the way things work out, you know, 5-on-5 five five or 6-on-6 six six or however it works out, there are moments in time where there's going to be one-on-one -on -one blocking. It just That's just the nature of the beast. But – Overall, your focus should have been on, hey, 
if the others beat us, the others beat us. But what I'm not going to do is allow my protection to, to match up to where Mike is getting one-on-one -on -one coverage uh, a large majority of the game. So when I heard Frank Reich say that, I goes, oh, this is why this is why this franchise is bad. You you oh. make you make <laughs> you make bad decisions as a coach, and even when you take the play calling back, and and then you just had Bryce Young just and Bryce Young. I don't I don't I'm not into Madden, and I don't know all the Madden ratings or or, or statistics, but his pocket awareness has to be very low, because he sometimes just stand up there statuesque, and I'm just like, hey, bro, is the clock not going off in your head? Did you not watch film? Did you not know that this is one of the best pass rushes in the league? Get the ball out. Don't stand there. Move around. When you, when you play at Bama, you have time. <laughs> the, pocket, the pocket is nice at Bama. I, I was like, I was like, my God. Like you, like this. I'm like one thousand, two one thousand. Like it's no. just ringing alarm. You have to go. And he just was standing there taking a beating. And, and you know, and, and for Bryce Young, you look at that, you know, I wish nothing but the best for him, but at his stature. You can't take that kind of punishment. Like you, you physically will not hold up. Let, like let 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 Colin Murray and company and others be a lesson to you. Even the bigger quarterbacks, that will wear you down. And when you're allowing these pass rushers to get three and four and five sacks on you in a game, yes, some of it's protection, but boy, some of it is you getting the ball out of your damn hand or you tucking that thing and running and getting down before contact gets there. But if that's not, if that's going to be the case of how you want to live life in the National Football League, it's going to be short lived. For, for a player like Bryce Young, especially when you're talking about how the league is now evolving with these the defensive fronts and these pass rushers and these interior defensive linemen. Well, this is probably more of a uh, later in the week thing, but it's, like this is probably going to happen again on Thanksgiving because this is one of the fun things that we can look up these days, time to throw, and Bryce Young and Sam Howell are right about the same. They don't mind standing there. And if you don't mind standing there, the Cowboys don't mind coming to get you. They, they don't mind holding that ball for an extra two-tenths of a second more than the guys who get rid of it. And that's when you get sacked. So good luck. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Shout out to Deron Bland. I mean, oh, well, my God. Stop. Wait a minute. This is a big, this is a big pat on the back for me. Oh, you want to get yourself one? Okay. All right. Okay, continue. Oh, that's it. Just shout out to Deron Bland. I mean, uh, the pick that he had in this game is one of the ones where, I mean, there is an element of like technique and when do you get on your horse? But I mean, that's just straight up man against a dude that runs straight away from you across the field. And for a DB, that is the hardest play in football because it's just, it's a big ass field and either you've got that in you or you don't. And he got there, and most DBs damn sure aren't going to undercut it and be full extension and catch that football. Otherwise, they would play receiver. Um, so that was a hell of a play, and he just makes them and makes them and makes them. And now we're going to have to figure out next year when Trayvon Diggs comes back, which one of them gets to stay over there and which one of them has to go over there. Yeah, we, well, we, money money dictates that, you know. Money, money will always dictate where where guys go. When Trayvon comes back, he'll go back to that side, and you know, Deron Bland, you'll go to the other side, and we'll make things work. What if Deron likes it better over there? What Deron, if he says that one over here? Yeah, Deron makes a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Sorry, no, buddy. I'm a, but I'm an All Pro. I'm, Sorry, I'm just, I was just an All Pro. The guy over there is an All Pro as well, and y'all gonna put cornerback Michael Gallup right back where he wants to be. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, shout-out to De'Ron Bland, man. Just what he's been able to do in not even two full seasons. 
um, not even two full seasons, he's already uh, eclipsed. You, when you think about it, like when you go and look at some of the gold jacket guys, like some of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you talking about having four interceptions uh, in a return for touchdowns in the season, like some of those guys don't even have, like maybe have like six for a career. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a it's it's insane what he's doing that we're not really talking about him, like even in the defensive year uh, 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 category. I know that it's it's a sack type of thing right now, but I'm I'm gonna go back this morning and look at well, what was Gilly's stats when he won Defensive Player of the Year, uh, the year a couple years ago? I'm like, what like how were those comparable to what Deron Bland is doing? Because I damn sure know he didn't have this many pick sixes. Uh, that for sure, I know he didn't have this many. Um, yeah, because no one I, ever does. Yeah, but Deron Bland, man, is, is is this team in general is on a record-setting pace. Last week, um, Dak Prescott entered in with only three other quarterbacks to have ten or uh, ten or more four hundred-yard passing games. Ceedee Lamb last week became the only receiver in NFL history to have ten catches, one hundred fifty yards, three weeks in a row. You now have Deron Bland this week, who's tied uh, a single-season NFL record with four interceptions returned for touchdowns. Oh, by the way. Not to bury the lead, but Jerry finally got off his high horse and he inducted. He said he would. And now that's a long time between now. He also said he's going to do it in 1923. 1923, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but Jimmy Johnson is now uh, headed to the ring of honor. So the, the, the Jimmy Johnson curse, if you believe in that stuff, I don't know if you're superstitious or a little stitious. If you believe in that kind of stuff, then – this may be the this might be the breaker of the curse, and this actually might be the Cowboys year. Yeah, I don't know how to talk about that other than to go sweet, good job. Because um, it goes back to uh, I went live for like eight seconds last night. I think it was Chris Rock who did the thing about I don't know if it was about Father's Day or what, but he's talking about like parenting or something. He's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, we're not going to celebrate you and give you credit. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. Uh, so, like, I'm not going to give Jerry, like, credit and tell him good job for doing something he was supposed to do 25 years ago. Like, thank God, finally, yeah. you selfish, grudge-holding weirdo of a person. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Thanks. No, you're right. I mean, when you talk about you know, Hall of Fame, when you talk about Ring of Honors, if you can't tell the story of your league or your team without said person, then that person deserves to be in. Like, if you can't tell the story of of, of, of the league and, and, and say, well, Tom Brady, if you can tell the story of the league and leave out Tom Brady, then he, he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But if you can't, then he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If you can tell, if you can tell the story, of the Dallas Cowboys and not mention Jimmy Johnson or what Jimmy Johnson's teams that he had coached, how it had an impact on your franchise, then this is to your point, this is long overdue. Should have been happened years ago, but 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 the but the grudgy curmudgeon old man uh just 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 held a grudge for as long as he possibly could. And, and I mean, I don't know if I'm giving credit to him or just happily it finally happened, right? Yeah. So we can we can kind of finally move past that. And 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 hopefully it does bring some good fruition to the Cowboys. And I don't know, I don't, I'm not all into curses and, and, and witches and all that kind of stuff and bleeding all that kind of stuff. But maybe one of your Harry Potter books over there. Yeah, I probably got some books back here with witches and curses. <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is you know this is one of those years where, and I don't know how curses breaking works. Like I don't know if like if you break the curse now, it 
it doesn't unbreak the curse until next season. It's like, like an injury. It's like, you know, hey, if you tear your ACL, I know that you're healthy to come back, but you don't really come back until like a year later. So I don't no. know how the curse thing works. No, I think a curse would dissipate as he's inducted. So it would be in a few weeks the curse would be lifted. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, in that case, then that might be great because in a few weeks on that on that December 30th game, you'll be playing the Detroit Lions. And I'm sure that may have some sort of implications on seating somewhere. Uh, so maybe. I don't know. I guess, well, if Philly cooperates, because otherwise we're competing with wild card teams, and I don't think they're going to be a wild card team. Now, I'm, just, I'm just saying, however, that. Yeah. May oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a big one. Yeah, you know, however that may fall in the mix, because they may be, hell, hell, Philly might be, uh, not Philly, but Detroit might be looking at being the number one seed. So it, it it can it can, it can can get all jumbled up, and so that game will have some significance. And if it's dissipating, and let it rain and clear it out. Hey, and let it rain and clear it out. Oh, chicken. Oh, wrong. Song. Okay. But if that's, if the curse is dissipating then, then we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cowboys win. Um, Let's see if tonight the Kansas City Chiefs can do you a solid. That would be very nice. Need to see if the Eagles can do some stumble farting. We'll tump and over a couple times. Give us a chance here. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We are believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. That's Jesse Holly. We're presented by our friends at Bet Online. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. And eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.